welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. Hebrews 11, 6. For he who comes to God must believe that God is, and not just that he is, and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently, they don't cheaply seek him. You are putting extra effort in your, your, your seeking after God. You are going extra mile in seeking God. He is a rewarder of those who with extra energy, who will go extra mile, who will not in a cavalier fashion, who will not in a lazy way, in a slothful, who are not slothful in their quest for him, who diligently seek him. God is. God is. But without faith, you can't please him. Excuse me. Why are you praying and you don't have faith? Why are you claiming to be worshipping, but you are not worshipping in faith? Why are you trying? Oh, why are you? Why? Why are you trying to secure God's hand in your life without faith? Don't do it just wishing. You don't do it, I'm wishing. I wish it to be. I wish it. No. You do it because you are confident in his word. Jesus told the the woman in Mark 5, that 34, be of good to your daughter. For your faith has delivered the job. Daughter, thy faith. Thy faith. If faith can make someone who has been sick and no doctors could heal her for 12 years, no, medica- no, no medication could sort her. There was no human solution to her problem. And just her own faith has made her whole. Then what is it that is in your life which the same faith cannot deliver? Faith in God and his, his word. Faith. Sometimes things get so dark. Sometimes things can get so gloomy. Sometimes things can get so complicated. And Satan stands on the other side and says, ha, 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 look, it won't happen. God will do it. He'll forget it. Find Find another way of doing it. Look for somewhere else. God won't help you. God won't do it. The psalmist said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. For whence come my help? My help comes from the Lord. You have to make this resolution. This con- you have to come to this resolution, this conclusion that my help comes from the Lord. Else, look elsewhere. <laughs> Don't attempt to get it from God with one of your eyes on something else. It doesn't work like that. If you're going to get it from God, you give God your undivided attention. Your eyes are on him. The king, Zerubbabel, 
when the armies rose up and came after them. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Zerubbabel went to God and cried out to God. He says, Lord, look at what is happening. This, this, they are too much for us, as for we do not know, we can't fight against them, and we do not know what to do. And then he said something. That is where the secret is. He said, they are too much for us, or we don't know what to do. We can't fight against them. They are stronger than us. Then he said, but our eyes are on you. But our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do. They are stronger than us. We can't overcome them. We can't fight them. These guys who have risen up against us, they are stronger than us. In verse 12 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither. So we have no might. And then he said, neither know we what to do. Hey, it gets to a time you don't, I, just, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. The good news is, I'm glad you don't know what to do, but there's one thing you can do. But our eyes are upon thee. Our eyes are upon thee. I'm, I'm showing someone your hiding place right, right, right there, right there, right there. Our eyes are upon thee. Secret into your hiding place. Our eyes are upon thee. Our eyes are upon thee. My eyes are on thee. My eyes are on thee. My eyes are on thee. They are too much for us. We can't fight them. They are stronger than us. It's a great company against us. We do not know what to do. We don't have might against, we have no might against them. And we don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. We don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. Now watch this. When you learn how to keep your focus on the Lord. When you learn how to keep your eye on the Lord. When you learn how to look up to him. You cannot look up to God and men look down on you. When you look up to God, Bible says that in, in Psalm 34, I think verse 7 or verse 5, 6, it says, they looked up to him and their faces were radiant and they were not ashamed. Look, it said, they, verse 5, says, they looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. You can't be, listen, you can't look up to God and you'll be put to shame and Ben look down on you. It can't happen. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. It, look up to God, my sister. Look up to God. Don't look up to man. Look up to God. Look up to God. Brother, look up to God. Tonight I came with a prophetic word that you should look up to God. That is what it means to act in faith. That is what it means. Consider that what God has said is final. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Jesus told the lady, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, he said, daughter, your faith has done the job. Your faith has done the job. You too, I announce to you that your faith is going to deliver. Your faith in this time of fasting. Why? 
Why? Why are you praying without faith? Why are you fight, fasting without faith? Why are you giving without faith? Why are you singing without faith? Why are you attempting to worship without faith? It's an exercise in futility. The only thing that gives our spiritual activities, it gives it the impetus. It gives our spirituality, our spiritual activities the impetus. It's our faith. When God becomes the center of what we, we do, faith becomes all it requires. All you need is faith if all it takes is God. All you need is faith. When I make a declaration of your life, I make it by faith because I know God has sent me. But it's your job to tap into it by faith. Tap it as I preach. Somebody's gaining your testimony. Somebody's receiving your deliverance. Somebody's receiving your turnaround. As I preach, it is yours for the taking. It is yours for the, for the taking. Receive it now. How about Sarah? Auntie Sarah. Mama Sarah. Old Lady Sarah. Bible says that she had gone past. That's a very serious one. She's gone past the age. There is a time for everything. And every woman knows. At least if they, are, they understand life. That it gets to a certain time, you can't do, you can't pro, you produce. It gets to a certain time, every man gets to a certain time, it's too late to give birth because you can't. A woman cannot conceive after a certain, it's called, once they hit menopause, that's it. She can't conceive. But this particular instance, God waited for her to move to the stage of can't conceive. And God said, me, I will do it. God said, he promised Abraham, and he said, according to the time of life, Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, somewhere there, according to the time of life, your wife Sarah shall conceive and bear a son. He said, and is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I mean, this is a very complex statement. Sarah shall have a son. It's too late. But God said, I shall, I will do it. And you know what? Abraham, I realized from Romans chapter 4, verse 17, that Abraham, he believed God in whom he believed. As it's written, I have, I have made you a father of many nations. Before whom, that's before him, God, whom he, Abraham believed before God, even God, who who quickens. Quickens means to restore life, to bring back life. He quickens the dead, okay? So God gives life to the dead, the New King James says. God gives life to the dead, and not only that, he also calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So God will be addressing you and having a conversation about what hasn't happened in your life yet. And for you to walk with God, watch this. For you to walk with God, you have to consider some things. There are things that are necessary for you to walk with God. Number one, key, thing, key element to be able to, for any human being to walk with God, is called faith. Faith in what? Faith in what? Faith in the word of God. 
So for you to have faith, God must tell you something. And when God tells you something, oh, my pastor, it's hard to believe. Didn't you see? He said, is there, nothing is too hard for Exodus, sorry, Genesis 18, 14. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Is, is, is anything too hard for the Lord? So then, watch this. This is very important. God was, oh, thank you, Jesus. God was drawing Abraham into something. He was drawing Abraham and Sarah into something. Do you know what he was drawing them into? When he was about to promise them about their child, the, uh, the uh, arrival or the, the fact that they are going to, he's going to give them Isaac, he was drawing them into something. Look at the text again. Uh, chapter 18, verse 14, Genesis. It says that for is anything too hard for God, for the Lord? Then he said, at the appointed time, then he promised. But before he promised, see the caveat. See the foundation. See the precursor. See the statement that went before the promise. This was a question, but it was a rhetorical question. He was drawing them into something. The same thing, it was something similar the angel did to Mary before Mary could get con uh, uh, pregnant. Before Mary could conceive the miracle child, the angel said, for with God, nothing is too hard. Nothing is impossible, chapter 1 of Luke, verse 37. For with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Why did the angel have to say that? Because Mary asked a big question in verse 34, that how can these things be, since I know no man? How can these things be? And the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the other side, then... That is, that is what, how it's going to happen. But I want to draw you into something for you to get this whole thing picture clearly. So the angel takes her to the testimony of Elizabeth. And Elizabeth could not give birth. She was too old. I mean, can you imagine? A, who was called? I mean, oh, do you know what it means to be barren? When you are called barren, you can't have a child. And the angel says she's already ahead of the terminology. Oh. She's gone past the terminology. They are still calling her barren, but she's already six months pregnant. He says, see what God has done. See what God has done. What makes you think God cannot do what he says he's going to do? So the angel came to Mary with a message that God is about to help you. But Mary was faced with the human realities, the physical realities and of the impossibility of her situation, in spite of what God was saying. So the angel had to draw her into a testimony and drew, drew Mary into her and said, Elizabeth, the one who is called barren, that barren woman is already pregnant. People don't even know. Her status has changed. Somebody's status is changing. Amen. As I'm preaching, God is changing your status. Amen. God is changing your status. Amen. In the name of Jesus. He said, Mary, Elizabeth's status has changed. Then look, after he said that, he sealed it with a similar statement God made to Abraham. He said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And God flipped it over and asked Abraham, is there anything too hard for God, for the Lord? Why? What is the point here? God was, oh, thank you, Jesus. God was drawing them into, for them to consider something about him. You have to consider something about God in order to be able to walk in faith. Oh, yes. You have to consider. Don't just say, oh, some people say, I have faith, so I have faith. No. How can you have, a, how can you have faith in God who you are not sure about? How? Or maybe what if it doesn't happen? What if it happens? What if it doesn't happen? How do I know? How do I know? God told 
Abraham and Sarah that you are going to have a child. So in Genesis, uh, sorry, Exodus, uh, uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 17, Abraham believed God who gives life to the dead and calls things that be not. Hmm. Listen, the fact that something be not does, that mean, does not mean God cannot call it. And once God calls it, it is so. Yes. Call things that be not as though they were. Yes. Now look at the next verse. Abraham, verse 18, who against hope, Abraham against hope, believed that he might become, believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to what God has just said, so shall your seed be. I'll make you father of many nations. The verse 17 says that God told him, I'll make you a father of many nations. As written, I've made thee a father of many nations. So Abraham believed, as verse uh, says that, he, he believed that against hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Him not being weak in faith, verse 19. He did not consider being not weak in faith. Did you see that? Did you see, did you see that? It was faith which, has, uh, which was what? As, which was at work. Abraham being not weak in faith, he considered, oh, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old, now the, the deadness of, Sarah's womb was dead. Abraham's body was dead. But Abraham said, I'm not going to look at that. So listen, this is Abraham. Abraham did not consider, in other words, the original Greek word is, he, he looked at the situation he considered, he, looked, he had a second look at it. He assessed his problem and he chose to ignore and say that you problem, you can never stop the word of God. So I don't care. That is why when you read the Amplified Version, the Amplified Version said he considered his body. The King James Version puts it, he considered not. So the Amplified, he, did, he wasn't weak in faith when he considered, you see. He looked at, he took into consideration the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead. The body was, uh, he took into consideration when he was, so you see, faith is not blind. Faith is, faith can see. It can see the problem at hand, but it can also see the word of God. <laughs> faith can see the problem and faith, the problem on one hand, the word of God on one hand. And faith will look at the problem and then he sees the word of God. And he takes the word of God, superimposes you on the problem. I know you are there, but this is better. This is strong because with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? So he superimposes. So now King James said he did not consider his body. In other words, he, he knew the condition he was in, but that wasn't the subject for discussion. The word of God was his focus. He didn't let his body make him, make him weak. He didn't let the complication of his situation weaken him. Don't let anything weaken you. That's why every time, every night, every time we have service, every time you run, run for the word of God. Block, block your calendar. Block other things. Switch off other things. Switch them off and give the word. Your undivided attention. He said, my son, give attention to my word. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. Give attention. P give attention to my word. Oh. Give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my... Give it attention. Give it the word. Give the word attention. So that you can stand on the word when you consider the case. And you let the word be. And the case be not. So watch this. 
Bible says that Abraham was not weak in faith. So clearly, you can see that it was Abraham's faith that was at work. Okay? How about Sarah? Because Abraham was not weak in faith. Let's look at verse 20. He didn't consider all the situations. He staggered not at... Oh! So he did, did what he did. He didn't let unbelief interfere with his holding on to God's word. He staggered. It's not like today, maybe um, 40%. I, I'm hoping it will. I just believe 40% today. Situations are so bad. Or maybe 90% is going up 90 No, no, no. Abraham was always 100%. He didn't stagger. His faith was just fixed. In Isaiah, he says that I set my face like a flint. I've set my faith. Abraham's faith was fixed. It didn't stagger at the promise of God, at the promise of God through unbelief. He didn't stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. The Lord will help me. Let's go to Isaiah 57. Let, let's just throw that in. For the Lord will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. I won't be, I won't be confused. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall. Oh, oh. this is somebody's scripture now. This is for you. Set your face like a flint. Know that you will not be put to shame. Because they looked out to him and their faces were radiant. And their faces were not ashamed. You know you know he put to shame. So Abraham, now Abraham, Genesis, uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory. That's all. When he should be crying, he said, I, <laughs> I give you glory. I know it will be. That's the hiding place. That's the hiding. He hid himself in the word of God. They would say, don't mind those who tell you, let's face reality. There's nothing as real as God's word. Let's say, yeah, tell her, no, I know what you are talking about, real. I know what you are calling reality. But there's a higher reality I'm also operating by. Huh? And so it's not like I don't know what's going on. I know what's going on, but that's my reality. I know what's going on, and this is my. So long as you are concerned, you see, oh, thank you, Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, sorry, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, 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 all right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, 5 7 says, We walk by faith. And not by sight. You see that? No, no. So what they call reality, they mean sight. They mean sight. There are two ways you can walk. Either by what people, the natural senses call reality, or what God's word says. Walking by what God's word says is faith. Walking by natural realities, natural senses, human senses, purely. purely I'm not saying, so are you saying we shouldn't use our human senses? Senses or sensibilities. No, 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 no. I, I never said that. You need your human sensibilities to. to with, with your body, we have world consciousness. With your spirit, you have God consciousness. With your soul, you have self consciousness. So you need your body. That's why you have to take good care of your body so you can have world consciousness. You need your body to know it's cold. You need your body to know it's hot. You need your body to know it hurts. You need a physical body. But you don't make your entire decisions of your life as though you are only a body. You are not only a body, you are a spirit too. So you, you are a spirit and you live in a body. So you have to make the core of your decisions based on the spirit. And you contact God with your spirit. You assimilate God with your spirit. You con your, it takes your spirit to contain God. It takes your spirit to contact God. It takes your spirit to assimilate God. It takes your spirit to receive from God. That is why faith is of the spirit. So when he says that we walk by, by faith and not by sight, he's talking about we, we enter the spirit and take God's word raw as it is and in spite of what we see just like abraham he said i am not bothered 
I'm not bothered. This thing is very troubling. But you know what? I choose to focus on God's word. I choose to focus on it. And Satan is injecting fear and he's trying to bully you and you can hold on to God's word. Even though you're afraid, even though some things are shaking you, you put your confidence in God's word and say that I'm not bothered. I know God is faithful. I know my Redeemer lives. I know God is faithful. I know God is faithful. Are you hearing what I say? I know God is what? Faithful. I know God is what? Faithful. That is the only grounds on which you can walk by faith. By considering the character of God. So Abraham believed him who calls things that be not as though they were. Character of God. That's why God drew his attention to, hey, 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 hey. God said, Abraham, excuse me, Abraham, Abraham, watch here, watch here. Abraham, 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 Abraham. Is there anything too hard for God? <laughs> he said, hey, for goodness sake, you are dealing with God. Abraham, it's God you are dealing with. It's God. It's not a pastor. It's not your father. It's not your mother. Not your uncle. Not the government. Not your boss. Not your certificate. Not your beauty. Not who you know. The things that are working for everybody. It's not that. You are dealing with me, God. Even if it doesn't exist, I can create it. I can create it. It's God you are dealing with. Abraham, hey. So he said, Abraham, is there anything too hard for God? What is drawing them to the character of God? Oh, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this. You can't walk by faith until you know the character of God. That's where I'm coming from. You can never walk by faith without knowing the character of God. And the things you must know about God to walk by faith. There are two things I want to mention. One, God is good. Two, God is faithful. See, 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 let me tell you something. The devil appeared in the Garden of Eden to Eve to deceive them. And you know what, how, how he managed to be successful? He diverted their focus away from the goodness of God, the character of God, that God is good. What he has for us is a good, he has a good plan. He moved their focus away and told them that, listen, God is trying to trick you. God doesn't want to help you. God, you this church, church thing you are doing, see what it will take you. See, ap after, look at your, under, uh, your auntie, look at your uncle. After doing church, 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 look at where it has taken you. So they use negative evidence, which is not authentic enough. It's not authentic enough. And it's a different case. They are using a different case study to judge your situation. But... So they'll tell you, the devil said, no, 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 God doesn't want to help you. To move Adam's confidence, Eve's confidence in the character of God. So he says that, has God in this, Genesis chapter 3, has God in this said you shouldn't eat of the fruit, from verse 1, 2, 3, you shouldn't eat of the fruit of the, uh, Eve said, no, God said we, sh we, we should not touch it, lest the day we do, uh, 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 that we should not um, God said, you sh we will not eat it, neither touch it, lest you die. And the, the, I mean, the devil stride, came straight. He said, oh, no, don't mind him. He's a liar. Don't mind him. The devil said, no, no, no. He shall not show his lie. You shall not die. You shall, you shall be better, rather. Look at verse 5. He said, for God knows that in the day ye eat thereof, that then your eyes shall be opened. Ah! And you shall know, uh, you, you shall be as God. Oh! Knowing... Good and evil. Ah! I didn't know that. 
Yes, that's why I came to talk to you. You know, but thank God for the word of God. Since you started following this pastor, you now know more about Jesus. You know more about God's word. You have bought your own Bible. You read your own Bible. You feel the closeness to God. You know you are working with God. And they are still teaching you things of God. The devil will say, oh, don't mind them. They are looking for your faith in God. That you can start working in God. That's why this whole issue of tithing has become a big thing. There are some people, they are looking for a reason why they shouldn't give. So they hip themselves, teachers. Bible says they have 80 years. They hip teachers. And most of these teachers are only purely online. They don't have congregation. Wow. <laughs> because they are not disciples. They, wow. Show me your actual disciple. Show me. Online is not, I mean, how can you say you have an online family? Please stop that. Stop that. There's nothing like online family. Don't stop deceiving yourself. What do you mean by have an online family? Do you know where family is? Do you know where family is? <laughs> we are talking about real impact. Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He said they are looking for references. He said, you are the reference of our ministry. You are the son, you, you. You human beings, you are the evidence that our ministry, it works. God has sent us. You are. We, will not, we don't have letters. Our letters are better. With the ink, it's written with the ink of the Holy Spirit on the heart, not stones, but on the heart of flesh. For as much as ye manifestly declared to be the epistles of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Holy Spirit of the living God, not on tables of stone, but on fleshly hands. You... You are the evidence that this thing is of God. Ye are our epistles, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Since you started doing this church thing, see how your life has changed. Your mother knows it. Your father knows it. Your wife knows it. Your husband, they know it. They know you have changed. Your ex has vanished from your life because she can't, he, he can't take this Jesus thing anymore. <laughs> This Jesus thing is interfering with his pleasure. You have changed. How did that happen? You who used to laugh at church people, now you are the first to be in church. Ah, is that not a beautiful change? Is that not a beautiful change? Is that not a beautiful change? You who used to look down on people, now you are standing in town preaching. You are wearing T-shirts yellow, and you are calling people, come to Jesus. And they, some of them disdain you and despise, uh, just look at you funny and treat you funny, but you are not discouraged. You used to be a very shy person, but now you are so bold for Jesus. You are so bold for Jesus. Who told you the gospel does not change? The gospel, a gospel that can, does not change and cannot produce physical evidence of changed lives, which we can count. People have gathered, they have made themselves vloggers. Vloggers like vultures eating dead carcasses. <laughs> dead ca people who have been offended in churches, they heap themselves. Vloggers, they are vultures. Vloggers, so they like negative things. Huh? Churches like this, they, church like that. they begin to spread it. They, they are the ones who spend a lot of time on social media reading junk and negative propaganda against the work of God. Satan started it a long time ago. He came in the garden, he said, don't mind God. Don't, don't, don't trust God. That's what the, 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 the devil told. Don't trust God. And so what 
The, look, let me show you something. The difference between Adam and Jesus. Adam, the fruit, he was not meant to eat it. It was tempting. Bible said, Eve saw, verse 5, when Eve saw that it was good for food, it was pleasant to the eye, the six. When the woman saw that the tree, the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, a tree to desire to make me, she took it and ate it. Okay, so there, there was an appeal about the tree. And God said, eat everything, but not this one. There are other things that also have the appeal. Don't eat this one. And Adam should have said, I trust God's character. But the devil came and said, no, don't trust God's character. That's the problem. So faith jumped out of the window right there. How can you believe in a God you don't trust? You have to trust God that he's faithful, that he's, he's good. When we talk about God being good, it's the same as God is holy. He's, he's in, his goodness is very different from your definition of good. So the, the angels in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3 said, holy, 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 are holiest. Holy, holy, holiness to its highest level. Holy, holy, are holiest. God is holy. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, it tells that God is holy. God, 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 God is, is faithful, sorry. God is faithful, I'll come to the, God is faithful. But in, in Exodus chapter 15, rather, verse 11, God is holy. Exodus 15, 11, God is holy. Who is like unto you, O God, among the gods? Who is like glorious in holiness, fearful in praise? God is holy. You must know that he's different. He's different from the others. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2, it says God is holy. In Psalm 47, verse 8, it says God is holy. In Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13, it says God is holy. God is holy. In Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44, it says God is holy. God is holy. Our God is holy. Our God is different. We can't compare him to all the others. He is different. So when he promises, we can trust in his promise. He is different. When he says it, he can't change his mouth. When he says it, it is. He is holy. And so this holy God, which means he's good, you have to trust his word. The devil told Adam, no, don't believe me. Go for what you want. So when Jesus got to the garden of Gethsemane, the devil came again. Jesus said, if it's possible. Let this come. His temptation was not what he wanted. His temptation was what he didn't want. What he didn't want was coming to him. Adam, what he wanted was away from him. So Satan said, go for what you want. Here, when he came to Jesus, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 37, 38, Jesus said, if it's possible, let your cup, let this cup come pass. In other words, I don't want it. What's the cup? I don't want to be, I'm so holy. I can't be separated from God. I, I, I can't stand this connection, that disconnect. I'm too holy. I'm too holy to be separated. See, holiness is when someone is righteous and holy, they value the presence of God more than anything. So Jesus said, no, I can't. And the devil said, no, no, don't avoid it. It's not good. Don't go for the cross. Don't go for it. That's why Peter had to tell, uh, Jesus had to tell Peter, get behind me, Satan. So what am I trying to talk about? Satan will try to attack the character of God so you can't believe in God. So number one, the character that God is good, meaning he's holy. Number two, God is faithful. That's Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. I quoted earlier on. God is faithful. God is faithful. In 
Psalm, in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 7, talks about God is faithful. God is faithful. That's here the Lord, the, the, the Redeemer of Israel, oh, uh, 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 and his Holy One, to, to him whom man despises. You, are they despising you? To him whom the nations abhor. To a servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship because the Lord, uh, because of the Lord that is faithful. So that is change of status right there. God's faithfulness will guarantee a change of status for you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, it talks about, oh, I like that one. It says, God is faithful. God is faithful. I like that phrase. God is, someone say, God is faithful. So God is faithful. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says God is faithful. It's very important to understand that God is faithful. No temptation, that, uh, uh, but, uh, no, uh, there has no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But, oh, oh, God is faithful. God, you have to understand the character of God, that God is faithful. And so in 1 um, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse Verse 24, it says God is faithful. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, it says God is faithful. I'm telling you, the faithfulness of God runs through scripture. But the, but the Lord is faithful. Hebrews chapter 10, verse, verse 23, God is faithful. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Someone say God is faithful. faithful. Say so let, us, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. He, for he is, oh, he is faithful. Now, wait, don't forget this. God is faithful. Even in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, most of us know, for he's faithful and just to forgive us if we confess. God is faithful. So here it says that, uh, 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 back to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it says that he, he is faithful, that has promised. Now, that was the premise. I told you earlier on, Abraham, when God promised, Bible said he was strong in faith. But how about Sarah? Because it's between Abraham and Sarah. Abraham's faith alone will not work. God, Sarah also had to believe. So in Hebrews chapter 11, ah, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, it says that, Hebrews chapter 11 said, through faith, oh, through faith, also Sarah herself conceived uh, uh, Sarah herself received strength to conceive a seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. You know, I told you, she had past age. Why? Oh, why? There was no way she could have walked by faith if she had not judged God faithful. You want to walk by faith? You want to stay in faith? Then you have to consider God's character, that God is faithful. That's what I'm trying to say. He's faithful. So obey him. You will not be put to shame. He will help you. If he said he will help you, he will help you. Consider that character. Don't let the devil tell you, oh, God can't do it. God can't help you. God is faithful. God is faithful. So, Pastor, if God is faithful, what, how, how do I walk by focus on that. Oh yeah. Simple. It's, it's very simple. It's not very complex. W once you see it in his word, once you know that's exactly what the word is God, of God is saying, once he says it, take it as final. As I said, superimpose his word over the, re the, the physical, what you are seeing. In 1 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse, verse 18, why we look not uh, at the things that are seen, which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Did you see that? What are you looking at? 
What are you fixing your eyes on? Is it on the natural realities based on your sens sensory perception? No. No. So whilst we look not at the things, uh -uh, whilst we look not at the things which are seen, some things are seen. He said, don't look at that one. That's exactly what Abraham did in Romans chapter 4. He did not consider his body because he knew it. He saw what was happening. But he chose not to, not to give it consideration, give it attention. So whilst we look not at what our senses are picking up, that's not all that there is. That's not all that there is. There's another reality which your natural senses will not pick up, but your spiritual senses will pick up. Whilst we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. How can I look at the things which are not seen? Yeah, you can, it doesn't require your natural senses to look at that. It requires your spiritual alertness. And when you know the character of God, that's why I said we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith can also see what natural eyes can see. Faith can see what natural eyes cannot see. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. The evidence, faith is an evidence. Things that haven't been seen, faith has the evidence of, oh, Lord oh, oh, Shahaya. I'm talking about somebody's marriage. I'm talking about your healing. I'm talking about your breakthrough. I'm talking about, pastor, I'm talking about your ministry. Don't worry about all that you are hearing and what is going on and all that. Don't worry about that. Keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your, he said, our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do. But one thing we have to do, our eyes are on you. And if your eyes are on God, then you must know that God is faithful. Judge God faithful. Consider him faithful. What he has said, does it. Take it to the bank and does it. Judge God faithful. Judge God faithful. Judge God faithful. Judge, I don't know who I'm talking about, but I know God sent me to somebody. I know God sent me to you. I know God sent me to you. This day, this day, this day, judge God faithful. And fear not. Fear not. For faithful is he who has promised. Who also will do it? Faithful is he who has promised. It says, for he who has promised is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. For he who has promised is faithful. The very one who has promised. He is faithful that promised. So Bible says, Sarah judged him faithful. And do you know the resultant effect? Because she judged him faithful, she received faith and conceived. How can you choose to walk by faith when you are not judging God faithful? How can, listen, your greatest, I'm about to make a very strong statement. The most important thing about anybody's life is what comes to your mind when you think about God. The most important thing about your life is what comes into your mind. What comes to mind anytime you think about God? That tells you your view of God, what you know him to be. What is the character of God to you? When we say God is faithful, people take it at different levels. It all has to do with, do you know him? That's why Paul said, I want to know him. Stand on his word. How do you operate by counting God faithful? Stand on his word. The man came to Jesus. He said, my servant lies at home sick. Can you come and heal him? John chapter 4 verse 48. Jesus said, go 
your servant liveth. And the man took Jesus at his word. Go thy way, thy servant liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus. That, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That, it's not that complex. Did he say it? Then take it. Believe the word that Jesus has spoken and went his way. Jesus said, go your way. So he believed and went his way. If you believe, why are you not went in your way? <laughs> you are making noise about, I believe, I believe. What is the evidence of faith? Why are you not went in? The man went his way. You are not went in your way. You are still sitting your, on your chair. You are still sitting. You are still in the same position. Nothing has changed. And he said, I believe God. I believe in God. Come on. If you believe, get up and went your way. <laughs> Start wenting your way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get up and start went your way. Stop. Judge God faithful and take the step. Why you are, what are you afraid of? Judge God faithful and take the step. Hold on to his word. The man took Jesus at his word and went. And on his way, his servant met him and said, Your son liveth. And then he asked. They said, they told him, and on his way going, servant, then he inquired, no, the best the best before. And as he went, his servant met him and told him, Thy son liveth. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Go to the verse before. Jesus said, Go your way, thy son liveth. Is that what Jesus said? Thy son liveth. And what did the man do after Jesus said that? He believed, he believed the word Jesus had spoken. So he took Jesus at his word. Because he took him, he trusted or the faithfulness of God. He judged God faithful. Guess what? His son lived it. He lived it. Jesus said, Your son liveth. And then they came and told him, oh, don't worry. Now your son liveth. The same thing Jesus said, they were not there. They were not there. But what Jesus told him, those at his house came and told him. And he asked, what time did he begin to amend? I like that King James English. Very interesting. At what time did he begin? Did he, uh, when, uh, uh, <laughs> he inquired uh, he, he of them the hour when he began to amend. I like that one. <laughs> and they said unto you yesterday at the seven, and the man knew. I like this one. Watch this. The man knew. that. So the father uh, knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, thy son. Do you see that? Don't, don't. He knew exactly what Jesus said. And they came and told me exactly what Jesus said. Thy son liveth. And he believed in himself. So at the start, when Jesus said it and he believed it, he wasn't even there. But see, as you are believing, some offices are beginning to open for you. As you are believing, some documents are being released right now. You don't have to contact them back. As you are believing, the believing is working. You don't have to be there in person. I'm telling you that your mother-in-law is coming around. That your father-in-law is coming around. Things are changing. That your boss, that situation. I'm telling you, as you believe now, it is happening somewhere. As you believe now, it's happening somewhere. Shall Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Take God at his word. The man came to Jesus. He said, my, my servant lies home. He said, Jesus said, I'm coming. He said, no, don't come. Matthew chapter 8. He said, no, don't come, don't come. I'm a man under authority. Verse 8, verse 7 and 8. I'm a man under authority. I said to this one, go and go. This one come. And... And, and Jesus said, I've never seen any faith. Verse 13, the Bible says that um, Jesus said to the man, go thy way, as thou hast believed. By the end of this service, you have to choose what you are getting. By the time we are finishing, you have to go your way. And as you are believed, that's what you are getting. As you, uh, listen, it's because I'm about, oh, uh, do you believe all these things? Hey, hey, hey. You don't believe, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. See, oh, you see, oh, you guys, 
You guys, they are deceiving you. You are more deceived. You believe news readers than preachers. <laughs> you, you are better watching safari. <laughs> you believe newscasters than preachers. You believe Russia TV. You believe Al Jazeera. <laughs> you, you, you believe CNN. More than preachers. You! You are a dead meat. You, you, you better believe God. Looking at your condition, looking at what is going on in your family, you better believe God. You better believe God. Because with him, nothing is impossible. They will tell you, do you believe those people? Do you believe those people? Don't mind them. Get busy believing because Jesus said, the Christ, uh, uh, sorry, Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the Christ we are preaching is an offense to some people. Some people also call it foolishness. But to us who believe, it is the power. Now, did you see that? To us who believe, oh, uh, 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 to us who believe, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's the power of God. To us who are being saved, they preach. And then verse, verse 23, verse 23, talks about how to the Jews, we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews, to the Greeks foolishness. Verse 24, please. But to those who are called, both Greek and is the power of God. So the same thing that others call foolishness, the same thing is the power. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to who? To who? So it is the believing that converts it into power now. Ah, it's your believing that makes it power. Because you can dissect it and analyze it from a negative standpoint, and you, it will sound reasonable to you. But guess what? You, walk by, you are walking by sight. The, those who walk by faith, they focus on God's word and say, our eyes are on you. And how can you focus on God's word when you don't know the God behind the word? The God behind the word is good. He's a good God. He will not put you to shame. Once you know you are doing it, doing it his way, he will not put you to shame. The God behind the word is a good God. And guess what? He's not just a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. Let's look at Deuteronomy 7, 9. I quoted it earlier, but I think I should read that one as I end. It says that, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Come on. He's faithful. Thousand years, he's still, he's still working. The thing he promised, he's still working on it. Your children are benefiting from the thing he said. Some of you come from places where your, your great-grandfather, your grandfather, your, they, were, they were drinking blood of goats. Yes. Concoctions. Concoctions. See the impact on the people. See the impact on those communities. Why is everybody looking up to the West? But when the West begins to turn it back against God, when the West begins to turn it back against God, when the West begins to turn it, listen, Oxford, Cambridge, even Yale, or St. Andrews, they were all founded by, by bishops and priests to train people for church work. And then as they were doing, being successful, they added other things so that they can also be beneficial to humanity. Now the other things took over. They scrapped the things of church. And now it has become center for pushing anti-Christian agendas. Satan will always come in if you give him a full stop. But the message here is, God is faithful. Take him at his word. Peter said, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come. Jesus said, come, one word. 
He took Jesus at his word. He walked on the storm. He walked on the seas. Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. He took Jesus at his word and he walked on the sea. You to take him at his word. And you, I see you walking on the seas, on the waters, on the waters of the situation. I see you walking on the waters. This is time to step out in faith. Trusting God, knowing that God is faithful. By faith, by faith, Sarah herself received strength because she judged God faithful. She judged. Would you judge God faithful? And walk by faith. Judge him faithful. He's faithful. He's holy. He's good. I see your story changing. Amen. I see some, today, Satan has lost a major battle Amen. in somebody's Amen. life because you have chosen to move by faith. You have chosen to trust the faithfulness of God. And God will not let you down. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. I need you to lift up your right hand and begin to pray. That Lord, my eyes are on you. I trust you. I trust you with all my heart. Come on, come on. Lift up your right hand and pray that simple prayer. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. My eyes are on you. Concerning any situation you are faced with, there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for our God. There's nothing too hard for 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 God. God is helping you about your marriage, about your family, about your career, about your studies, about your ministry, about your ministry, about your health, about your finances, about that court case. Pray and tell God, God, I trust you. God, I choose to focus on your faithfulness. I choose to focus on your faithfulness, on your faithfulness, on your goodness. For his mercies are endure, ever faithful, ever sure. Lord, you are a faithful God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show, and the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.